Hi everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm to the max, Robbie. To the max. I must have touch. Exactly. All right. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content, help the show out, help keep us going. We appreciate it. All the people who support us cut right to the chase this week's episode it is homer to the max episode a a b f o nine originally aired february 7th 1999 written by john swartzwater directed by pete michaels uh finished 39th in the ratings with a nielsen rating of 8.5 i will say it finished second behind ally mcbeal i don't really know because the i can't find who actually where it, how it did but I would say Alec McBeal just creamed it. It had a Alec McBeal had the bit dance of baby and it did really great. No? Nope. Not gonna come on Alec McBeal anymore. I'm done with Alec McBeal. Single female lawyer. Uh the chalkboard gag. No one wants to hear about my sciatica. I mean, it's it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, back pain is a problem though. It's a problem for lots of people, but no one wants to hear about it because everyone has it. So everyone, <laughs> it just starts a chain reaction of everyone talking about how much their back hurts. <laughs> at least, at least when you get old, you know, old people. That's the way that turns out. Yeah, everyone's just like, oh yeah, my hip, yeah my back, yeah my knee. Uh, e couch gag. Marge carries a laundry basket and hangs sheet versions of Homer, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie on a clothesline in the living room. Still, I don't, I don't like this, Matt. It bothers me. Why is that? It's weird, drippy skinned versions of people. I don't like that. That's a horror movie thing. Yeah, that's why I I kind of ignore the couch gags. Unless it's something special. It's important. You see everything, Matt. You need full critical uh, uh, context. Nope. Okay. Guest starring Ed Bagley Jr. as himself. In one of the few good as themselves cameos. Um, he's, He's not afraid to... I don't... We're going to, when we get there, we'll get there. So we, uh, we start the show with the, the family watching television at, in the most exciting time of the year of the TV season, the mid season replacements. No, Matt, no, your, your excitement is just not coming through on the mic. If it's there, I can't feel it. Come on. That's because it's not mid mid season occasionally has a few gems, but that's just no, no. Well, no. I have something for you, Matt. The Simpsons family, much like you, is not a fan of Admiral Baby. The start of television's second most exciting season, mid-season, is just 200 exciting seconds away. Cork. Locked. Phone. Unplugged. Dog. Cat. Taped and corked. Perfect. It's America's Funniest Tornadoes. <laughs> and at 9.30... All in the family, 1999. Oh, jeez, Daddy got me living with an African-American, a Semite-American, and a woman-American there. And I'm glad. I love yous all. I love everybody. I wish I'd saved my money from the first show. Oh, I can't wait. Look, Marge, I had a scorecard printed up at that all-night scorecard place. Isn't mid-season just a dumping ground for second-rate shows that weren't good enough for the fall schedule? You're thinking of all the other years. This year's shows are classics. There's the Laughter Family. That's animated. Networks like animation because they don't have to pay the actors' squat. Plus, they can replace them and no one can tell the diddly difference. And now, mid-season kicks off with Admiral Baby. <laughs> We're taking the entire 6th Fleet to Candy Island? Those are the Admiral's orders. 
It's hard to believe someone that young could have risen to the rank of Admiral. Gee, I never thought I'd say this about a TV show, but this is kind of stupid. It's hard to believe. Never thought you'd say that, huh? Well, that you haven't been watching TV since the beginning of television. Uh, uh, Matt. Hmm. I have fond memories of Homer to the Max. Don't we all? Don't we all? I love Max Power. Uh, he got it from a hairdryer. Well, I, I, the, all the very quotable things that are in this episode. I pulled most of them. I'm sure you did too. And it shapes up. It starts off really good. I, I, I don't, I like, it feels, it feels like this episode is like starting to say something about the show. <laughs> it feels like it has been watching the Simpsons for the first half of season 10 and is saying something about it. Is shaping. It looks it like seems it's like that. But... It, yeah, it feels like it's carrying that shape, and it it keeps going because. So they're not fan of Admiral Baby. It looks like it's dumb TV. So they change the channel to something else, something new, something called Police Cops. You men saved my bank. <laughs> I'd like to donate forty dollars to charity in your honor, but uh, I don't know your names. Lance Kaufman Simpson, Detective Homer Simpson. <gasps> He's named like my name. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, Homer. You're a millionaire, and you've got all the babes you want. Why aren't you living it up in your palace in Europe? Well, let's just say I hate crime. <laughs> Arrest that guy. And that's the end of that chapter. Wow. They've captured my personality perfectly. Did you see the way Daddy caught that bullet? That's not really you, Dad. He's just a fictional character who happens to have the same name. Don't confuse Daddy, Lisa. Homer, it's just a coincidence. Like that guy named Anthony Michael Hall who stole your car stereo. Right. Coincidence. So, Homer's name is now famous, man. Well, yes, because uh, obviously that, that was completely based on Homer, and now that means he is famous. By the transitive property of fame? <laughs> of names, even. Exactly. You know, you share a name with, unless you're Michael Bolton. And it's a little, that's a different story. But and you're just kind of screwed. You're in danger. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's dangerous. It's a, like, it, you know, it's a, it could cut both ways. Because here we see, oh, yeah, Homer's character in the TV show is this cool, edgy cop. Plays by his own rules with his partner. And now Homer's like cannot be more delighted and it's really uh, it's his reaction with that that gasp is performed really well uh it sells really well it really makes like homer has always wanted to be cool and it, that is a reoccurring theme throughout lots of episodes and this is another this is another like gateway to it you're like oh if this character is cool and they share my name i'm cool and it kind of works actually because Homer is now cool. He's getting, like, people are calling in. It is frustrating the rest of the family, but Homer himself is loving it. He is, like, thoroughly enjoying being famous. Uh, he even gives Carl an autograph. Hey, Homer, Homer, check it out. Bottom of page 12. Local man has same name. A TV character has the same name as Springfield resident Homer Simpson. Hey, you're famous. And that's the end of that chapter. Wow! <laughs> hey, Mr. Simpson, sir, can I get your autograph? All right, and what's the name? Uh, Homer, we've worked together for ten years. It's Carl. 
You only wrote my name. Um, I wanted yours. Take it or leave it, Carl. Can't. Poor Carl. Poor... He just wants to be a good friend. I mean, Homer before has had to. He couldn't remember who Willetti was and who Carl was. So this is, this is, I think, consistent with Homer's intelligence level and remembering who he works with. I, he, at this point, how many days a week is Homer going to work anyway? You know, by season 10, it's got to be like one, maybe two. Yeah, like it, it's like a, when he feels like it kind of thing, when, you know, he wants the donuts or something from, from work. So Homer is living it up. Uh, he is getting calls from uh, a high school, some high school prom prom queen was homecoming queen excuse me homecoming queen Eddie yes Pinson. well look at big brain on matt remembering these names oh don't you worry that, that's a trivia question it's gonna come back in a long time oh god <laughs> matt has a long memory so he buys the scarf the character uses and he's and we see him in mo's we see him like trying to embody the character because it he's like like matt you were joking about the transitive property of whatever but it's like Homer's loving it. And then something bad happens. And that bad thing is they, they change his character. I mean, they change, they change that. They change Homer Simpson's character. And now he's, now he's not Homer, not, uh, not our Homer Simpson, but the Homer, the Homer, the (laughs) police cop Homer's Homer now looks like a buffoon. Nice beating Lance, especially around the eyes. It's, Say, where's your partner? Where's Homer Simpson? Coming, Chief! (laughs) Now what have you done, Simpson? I was supervising the Guns for Toys program. It's Toys for Guns! Now you tell me. Simpson! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what's going on? That guy's not Homer Simpson. He's fat and stupid. Hey, looks like they changed the character into a bumbling sidekick. No, no, he can't be. I know, maybe he's just acting stupid to infiltrate a gang of international idiots. Yeah, that's gotta be it. You destroyed that drug shipment? Yes, indeedy. That was my insulin. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Simpson! <laughs> Hi, Homer. That character is you all over. Come on, Homer, act all stupid, like you do on TV. Yeah, come on, dum-dum, do something unintelligent there. <laughs> Shut up! I'm not your clown. Don't diminish me. Gentlemen, I bid you farewell. <laughs> Jeez, what an exit. Oh, man. What's he going to do for an encore? Ooh, I don't think he'll be doing no encores for a while. <laughs> so, now Homer's dumb. Uh, both Homer's. Well, both Homer's are I dumb. Say both Homer's. <laughs> both Homer's are dumb. And now Homer is not, he's not cool anymore. Now he is what his character is in both ways. And he's very I guess injured as well uh, as we go to commercial because it sounds like he's very hurt. But oh well, Mo laughs. Yeah, it's okay. Homer's always really badly hurt, and it all it usually works out pretty well. This time, Homer is more emotionally hurt than physically hurt, uh, which is good for him, I guess. Um, but he uh, unfortunately just does not understand why uh, they would change his character like that. No, uh, no, and, Matt, and... Matt, 
Homer wonders why they would change his character. Hmm. It's almost like Homer is talking to the writers saying, why would you change my character into a jerk? Why? why almost like that. Why would you change the, like, you know, this character that has worked really well for eight, nine seasons uh, and, like, become the most heralded successful television show in history, maybe? Uh, or, or at least among those um why would you mess with that character why would you suddenly change the scope uh, of the show around the character why would you do that it's a it's a good question don't you hmm. think it's a really good question if only they would have answered in this episode instead of <laughs> whoa wait wait matt we don't know that maybe they do answer it i'm sure they will they'll get there sure sure anyway okay. speaking of that yeah so homer doesn't understand <laughs> yes robbie no, yeah, go, go ahead. I'm excited. I'm okay. waiting for. I okay. can't wait for okay. the ending where they answer these questions. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So Lisa tries to explain uh, that the first episode was just a pilot, uh, and they decided to change the character. Which generally those pilots don't make it to air, and they reshoot the pilot with the new characterization. But hey, this is The Simpsons. Whatever, it just works for the plot. Uh, more jokes about animation uh, and how things change all the time. Um, because I guess they were feeling froggy that day. I. Uh, more this is just more evidence that they're definitely that, that this episode is definitely about like kind of is about meta commentary it is about changing things on television shows like everything is pointing to that this is what this episode is about right matt and obviously this is just more evidence that we're going to get there at the end of the episode it's definitely going to answer these questions you're just building yourself up for a really big fall aren't you no what no what matt are you it's the Simpsons. They wouldn't. They wouldn't drop the ball like that. It's called foreshadowing, Robbie. Let's just go with it. So anyway, uh, the next day at work, everyone is waiting on Homer to do something stupid uh, because now that his TV character is stupid, Homer is also going to do something dumb. Luckily for his friends and coworkers, Homer is dumb and spills cheese fondue over his workstation. Uh, and then everyone says his new catchphrase, "Uh oh, spaghettios," which is a terrible catchphrase. But I'm sure that's the point. No, I mean, yeah, obviously, Matt. It's the point. It's so bad. Like, you've made this such bad changes to this character. Mm-hmm. It makes him really stupid, and, and everyone laughs at him, at him, not with him. You Like, obviously, it's it's meaningful, right? Yeah. Yep, definitely meaningful. Cool. Uh, then uh, then uh, Homer tries to go to the mall with his family, and everyone there sees him and means to hound him for autographs, and, and they want him to say his catchphrase, fr- catch which he does in a very poor manner because... That's what you do when you don't want to be known for this kind of thing. Uh, and Krusty even gets on in the act by having his nephew kick Homer in the stomach multiple times. Well, we only see it once. I just assume there'll be more. Uh, Homer then becomes incredibly paranoid and refuses to leave the house. He has Bart kill a cat, which let's hope Bart didn't actually do that. Uh, and then tells Marge to watch Bart because he's a weird little kid. Uh, at this point, Marge advises Homer to meet with the producers and try and find out what exactly happened because she's worried about him. As she should be, because Paranoid Homer is very weird. Uh, the next day when Homer meets with uh, the producers, uh, he begs them to tell, explain to him what exactly happened and to change it back. Uh, so I just want to know, how come you made your Homer Simpson character so... Stupid? <laughs> well, I can assure you it happened organically. It better have. The 13 of us began with a singular vision. Titanic meets Fraser. But then we found out that ABC had a similar project in development with Annie Potts and Jeremy Piven. Who's Jeremy Piven? We don't know. But it scared the hell out of us, so we slapped together a cop show instead. Police cop. Uh, no, actually, it was called Badge Patrol. 
But the network idiots didn't want to show about high-tech badges that shoot laser beams. So we asked ourselves, who's behind the badge? Police? Cops? Police cops. Yeah, but why does the Homer Simpson character have to be so stupid? Oh, he's not stupid. He's a street-smart fish out of water in a world he never made. I'm begging you. I'm a human being. Let me have my dignity back. So, yes, after this, the producers, uh, in their kind-hearted way, incorporate Homer's phrase into the next episode uh, to where they use his exact words, in fact, and don't change the character whatsoever because they are Hollywood producers and they don't care about people. (laughs) So, Matt, that meeting where we hear those television producers, Mm -hmm. and they are obviously very stupid, right? They're very, like, they have no creative ideas, they like they immediately uh, re- re- like fall towards the lowest common denominator uh, and like the simplest, dumbest solution possible. Not an ounce of creativity in them. And that's I, I watching this episode read that as more meta commentary about producing a television show about uh, how the creative process in television shows is oftentimes not as complicated as it seems. It's often is exactly, it seems whatever we think the creative process is, it is exactly that. It's the simple, dumb thing. And it feels like even more of the show going, we're going to be, we're driving at this. We're driving at changes in shows. We're driving at changes in television. And maybe even driving at some kind of question or answer about our show, about the changes in scope, changes into Homer, right? I'm not crazy when I see that, right? No, this episode very much feels like something that was uh, a holdover from a season eight episode. They were they were trying to make a commentary. I mean, it, it's essentially uh, Homer's enemy, uh, but you know, evolved a little bit because it, it feels like something they were going to say about that, and then then you know it, they couldn't work it into that season as an episode. They put it on the back burner. Someone found it in season ten and said, "Hey, we can make this good," and they couldn't. What? No, Matt. Say. No, Matt. No, please, like. I think uh, so far this episode has been very, uh, very poignant, very funny. Uh, I, I like it. Feels like they went and what? Like we, we have, we have at times this season been very explicit about. Wow, there's a lot of episodes all in a row that feel exactly the same, and they all have very wacky, zany Homer. Sometimes he's very mean and kind of awful, and you don't want to root for him. And most of the time, most of these episodes are very full of action sequences and are feel like they're framed differently than the majority of Simpsons episodes and seasons. This, ep- like, y- you watch this... And these first two acts genuinely feel to me like they are beginning to touch on that in some way. They're going to like they're building towards something in this third act where they're going to say, like, yeah, this is how characters change and how how TV works. And say, I I don't know what it would be, but I feel like it would say something. And we're definitely going to get that in that third act. I still have hope. Oh, Robbie, it's like we're live watching this. If we if we ever do a live watch episode, I, I want you to, to to take this episode and we'll do that. And you can just keep your faith up. I still have yeah. faith, Matt. It's going to work. It's fine. I believe in it. I'll change. It's the secret. You know, you put out the put you, you put out what you want in the world and it happens, including changing sure. things that sure. happened nearly 20 years ago. Yep, exactly. Anyway, uh, at this point, Homer uh 
after seeing that the show has not changed at all, he goes on uh, to try and sue the producers of Police Cops for improper use of his name. That goes about as well as you expect. Your Honor, I'd like to sue the producers of Police Cops for $20 million for improper use of my name. Court finds in favor of Police Cops. Next case. Then I'd like to legally change my name. What name would you prefer? Any of these will be fine. Hmm. Hercules Rockefeller. Rembrandt Q. Einstein. Handsome be wonderful. I'm going to give you the only name you spelled correctly. From this day forward, your names will be... Max Power? Dynamic, isn't it? I love it, Max. You changed your name without consulting me? That's the way Max Power is, Marge. Decisive, uncompromising, and rude. Oh, wait a minute. The family name is my legacy to you. I got it from my father, and he got it from his father. And he traded a mule for it. And that mule went on to save spring break. So, yes, uh, everyone is very upset that Homer has changed his name. Um, But, well, really, just uh, Abe and uh, Marge, uh, the kids are are kind of okay with it, uh, especially when... uh, Let's see. Marge asks Homer uh, about uh, what if she calls out the wrong name while they're being intimate. And Homer doesn't see a problem with that uh, because uh, that's that's not Homer Simpson doesn't make love anymore. Kids, there's three ways to do things. The right way, the wrong way and the max power way. Isn't that the wrong way? Yeah, but faster. So, yes, I knew Robbie would very be very angry with me if I did not add that clip in there so there you go robbie that is the max power way uh and that is actually how we end the uh the act go to commercial so matt following this is following my chain of logic okay mm-hmm. we see homer what so far in this episode we see homer get a, a famous tv character share his name that's really cool he feels cool the famous tv character immediately changes and is now a bumbling idiot and now homer feels like a bumbling idiot and is treated like a bumbling idiot, which he is. Mm-hmm. Season 10 Homer, if anything, is a bumbling idiot. More than more than the Homer in previous seasons. Like, people like to pull that defense. Like, oh, Homer's always been this way. Not like this. Not, no, not no. to this degree. So now Homer is like, oh no, this character is reflecting back at me. I have become this thing. What do I do? I change my name. I change it to Max Power. And I don't even just change my name. I change how I behave. I change how I act. I change my whole ethos to reflect this new character's name. This new... I am now playing a new character. Right? Yes. Which I think... Uh, this is this is I'm pretty sure where you wanted the episode to go is uh, some commentary on how uh, people are going to treat Homer exactly the same no matter how extreme his behavior gets because he has always been Homer until they reach a breaking point and everything goes back to the way it was because Homer realizes he's more comfortable. That's where I think we wanted this episode to go and instead let's just say it doesn't. What? No, uh, no I I still think things are going to work out in that. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be okay. We're gonna, they're gonna answer this question competently and really satisfy me. Complete the arc of this episode, really nail the themes. Uh, I know it. When we come back from commercial, it starts off really well. Uh, we get, uh, like, basically we see, we get an introduction to Max Power, not Homer. We get an introduction to what Max Power is and how people treat Max Power. First, we get the Max Power song. Max Power. 
Sawyer. He's the man whose name you'd love to touch, but you mustn't touch. His name sounds good in your ear, but when you say it, you mustn't fear, cause his name can be said by anyone. Ah, Max Power! How's every little thing? You remembered my name! Well, who could forget the name of a magnetic individual like you? Keep up the good work, Max. Mr. Power? Yes, of course. Mr. Power. So, we get one, <laughs> we get him singing, that's the theme, uh, this, the Max Power song, the theme of Goldfinger, which I, I don't think that's a mistake. I feel like that is clearly alluding to, like, Max Power is James Bond. It, like, that, that idea of the ladies' man, the cool guy, the super secret spy who can win in any situation. That it connects those things in your mind. Mr. Burns, he remembers his name. He treats him with respect. Things Mr. Burns does not do to anyone uh, that isn't, like, his new employee that he's had for a week that he hires to be the new vice president. Clear changes between Homer and Max Power. Then we see Max Power it's, it's, at... Yep. What were you going to say, Matt? Oh, I was just going to say that uh, uh, basically this is uh, – people are reacting to Homer's new persona. Right. In an interesting way. Right. And it feels like it is It is more of, of, of them kind of kind of like, all right, we are – we've changed Homer in season 10. Now we're changing – homer's persona in this episode and we're gonna and we're playing that with that and like having fun with it and showing you kind of the the bounds of persona and character and and i don't know of the power of of kind of this these connections of how we show how we present fictional characters which is very interesting to me and like something the Simpsons have kind of hinted at in multiple times. You mentioned Homer's enemy, but I think also, you know, uh, uh, Poochie, like Homer as Poochie is another interesting parallel there. And this is another kind of permutation of this, where Max Power is kind of what he wants Poochie to be, this cool guy who everyone loves. So Max goes to uh, goes to shop to get a new wardrobe because he's not Homer anymore. He needs to dress differently. Max doesn't dress like Homer Simpson. Max dresses like Max Power. Uh, and exactly. there we learn about how Max Power does not abbreviate. So I want the monogram to read M-A-X-P-O-W. Sir, traditionally, a monogram is just initials. Max Power doesn't abbreviate. Each letter is as important as the one that preceded it. Maybe more important. No, as important. Very well. And if you got enough room, add some exclamation points and a pirate flag. It's important to have that pirate flag. Very, on there. a very quotable. Max Max Power does not abbreviate. Uh, every letter is important as the last, even sometimes more important. While shopping, Homer is uh, is shopping, or Max is shopping, and while he does that, he meets another powerful figure, another character like himself named Trent Steele. The man knows what he likes. Just taking care of business. If you don't, who will, huh? Trent Steele. Homer Sim- uh, Max Power. Oh, hey, great name. Yeah, isn't it? I got it off a hairdryer. <laughs> I like a man who can poke fun at himself. Ooh, hey, my one o'clock canceled. Have you had any lunch? Yeah, but I usually have three or four. So where to eat? You like tie? Tie good. You like shirt? 
Marge, this is Thai food. From now on, I want it morning, noon, and night. When did you start liking Thai food? When Trent Steele bought me some. Who's Trent Steele? He's Max Power's oldest and dearest friend. What's this wrapped in a banana leaf? Mmm, smells like mint. Oh, I spit my gum in there. Ew. Where'd you meet this Trent Steele? Moe's? No way. This guy's a winner. He has a company that makes computers. Or a computer that makes companies. Anyway, you wouldn't understand. Well, I guess your new name is really opening doors for you. For all of us. Look! You are invited to a garden party this Saturday. This is our chance to rub elbows with Springfield's young hip power couples like me and Debbie Pinson. So Debbie Pitson returns for her second uh, she will when she becomes a permanent part of the cast at the end of the episode. <laughs> so uh, up to this point, Matt, we see we see Homer's new persona like working like perfectly, honestly. Like yeah, it's it's almost like the way this episode was intended to go is that Homer's episode or his new persona works really well until the real Homer comes out at the party and everyone laughs at him and he realizes, you know what, this is just who I am. And it's important that your family and your friends care about you. That would be a Simpsons ending. Or, or I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's a, a million different ways it could go. You know, it, it feels like it. Max has now met his his equal, like Trent Steele, another, like, name. And he is a, a mover and shaker, and he has that kind of, I consider, obnoxious personality, but whatever. And... I would, I could see it working out many ways, but in every way, it seems everything up to this point of this episode, and we're probably at the two thirds mark at this point because the third act is heavily back. This episode is heavily back ended, heavily back weighted. The first two acts are very short. The third act is ten minutes long, and at this point, you're thinking like, okay, so Max is gonna. Homer, as Max, is going to realize something maybe by seeing Trent do things, maybe by being still being Homer at the end of the day, maybe being challenged. Like like you said, in normal Simpsons episode, maybe being challenged, having some kind of moral or ethical conundrum about his family or how his behavior is. And you think, okay, so, and then it, it forces him to revert back to Homer. None of that happens. Uh, of course not. Wackiness not, ensues. So... Homer goes, they go to this party, the garden party, uh, and there are, it is full of celebrities, uh, of the, the movers and shakers of Springfield, but also celebrities, uh, mostly vo not voiced by themselves, except you mentioned Ed Bagley Jr. at the very beginning of this episode. And so we get Ed Bagley Jr., President Clinton, uh, Lauren Michaels, Woody Harrelson, uh, I think that's... There, I think there probably is another person that they mention at some point, but I don't remember. And uh, Lauren Michaels, I said Lauren Michaels. Um, oh, you did. I did say Bill Lauren Michaels. I did say Bill Clinton. No. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. You sure you said those? Thank you for listening. You just think them. Really think. I said those out loud. The the re I have it on record right here. This recording. You can okay. go back and listen. And it will show show me saying those words. So. They are going to this garden party, and it has all these, you know, famous people and rich people, presumably, and and there's these long sequences. Of, there's a joke about Ed Bagley Jr. and solar panels. Uh, there's a long sequence of Marge and Clinton together, and about Clinton having wanting to have sex with Marge and having sex with pigs, and oh boy, <sighs> are you telling me that's not the height of highbrow comedy? It's 
I'm not going to say that you can't have jokes about Clinton being a horn dog in your ep- in your in your comedy show. I wouldn't have it in this episode. And like it's not just that. Everything after this point, like then there's this, a, a, a moment where Homer and Marge avoid talking to Lauren Michaels for some reason. I don't understand why. Like he runs, he's ran SNL. I I don't get why they're avoiding. Like it feels like a joke for people who like are invested in Lauren Michaels' personality, which I am not. Um, and then so we get all these. It's like these interspersed scenes of the fan of the most mostly just Homer and Marge interacting with these celebrities and with hobnobbing with these uh, yuppies, and then it. it takes a very weird turn and we get this speech from Trent Steele. Attention please, attention. Um, I just want to say how thrilled I am with this turnout. I'm proud to share my home with Springfield's best and brightest. Hey, no problem. We've all been blessed with privilege and success. Woo! Privilege! Uh, But with privilege comes grave responsibility. (laughs) What? We all have to give something back to the world that's been so good to us. Give something back? Boo! Get a haircut! I'm talking, of course, about our endangered forests. We have to protect them because trees can't protect themselves. Except, of course, the Mexican fighting trees. Somebody buy this guy a tree so he'll shut up. Can we let the wanton destruction of our nation's forests continue? No! If a tree falls in the forest, will you make a sound? Yes! To the protest boss! Stop shoving! I'm Max Power! What's going on, Trent? Where are you taking me? We're going to try and save some beautiful redwoods. (laughs) That is Homer running away from actual um, responsibility. Yeah. What he does. And I... I shouldn't have expected anything else. I, 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 I am a moron for expecting the show in this state, in the season 10 Simpsons, to try and actually make a meaningful statement about Homer as a character. Because, frankly, Matt, what we were talking about like just a moment ago about the arc of Homer and him reverting back to normal Homer, that's what he does. But what he does is revert to season 10 Homer. That's true. And the show revert and the show is basically saying, "No, this has always been what this is. We don't want to make any meaningful statement about this character. What we want to happen is uh a, a them going off and making jokes about environmentalism. Um which we need to make some jokes about celebrities and environmentalism." Oh, Marge, I thought it would be fun to be on Springfield's A-list, but these people are nuts. You can't blame them for having a social conscience. Sure you can, bunch of no-good do-gooders. Hang in there, Max. Saving the environment is a hard, grueling job. That's what I'm saying. See, Marge, this guy gets it. All right, what's going on here? We can't allow you to destroy these beautiful trees, which have the same rights you have. Man, I have really had it with you tree huggers. <laughs> tree huggers. Something funny, nature boy? No. I just thought it was cute when you called yeah, him. All right, Max Power. Eddie, swab this joker's eyes with mace. Swab? I thought it was a spray. Okay, she's second. <laughs> so this Homer is totally back to normal Homer now. He is no longer Max Power. That's over. As quickly as it began. 
Yep. So that that's good, right? That's what we wanted. <sighs> no, I. It's not what I wanted. Uh, you can speak for yourself, Matt. I wanted. I wanted the episode up to that point, like up before the garden party, to continue and for it to be about something. And at the garden party, it suddenly turns into like riffing about celebrities and then riffing about celebrities caring about environmentalism, which I'm, I, I, I think our statement about how they talk about, like, I don't, I don't need two minutes about president Clinton wanting to have sex with pigs. I don't need, uh, jokes about solar panels. I don't need jokes about Ed Bagley Jr.'s like go-kart. I, like Ed Bailey Jr. does a fine job at point po- poking fun at himself, but in 2018, I I you know I'm kind of done with jokes about how people caring about the environment is stupid. Uh, I find it very tiresome because uh, our, our world's uh, catching on fire. So that's great. I I I I don't that it it is a complete derailment of what this episode is. Like in that clip. Homer says to Marge, I thought being part of the Springfield elite would blah, 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 blah. When was this episode about that? Uh, started about three minutes ago, and that's that's the ending. It was not about it at all. It was about Homer wanting to be cool. That's what this episode was about. It was nothing about being among the rich and powerful. It was about Homer wanting to feel like a cool guy with his friends, with Carl and Lenny and Moe not he did not why does he need to suddenly hobnob with rich people and president clinton it doesn't make any sense and then it's about redwood trees and just in time it is time for the wacky ending action sequence matt cue it you ready Uh, here here we here we go wacky in the action sequence i did not capture it because it is obviously all visual uh homer's chain he's he runs around the tree he's attached he's chained to it cuts down the tree, knocks down all the other trees in a big, you know, thing. He throws his, finally gets his chain off, throws it up there, kills a bald eagle, because uh, we got to keep going with that environmentalism stuff. Um, the, a police car gets wrecked, which it was on its last day of reti- before retirement, I believe. And that's it. <laughs> there's nothing. There's that's that scene ends. Like there's. There's no he doesn't have a conversation with Trent Steele about being Max Power anymore. He doesn't talk like they just all those rich people he was talking to Ed Begley Jr., they're all gone. They disappear. Uh we cut to Homer and Marge in bed. And Homer is now Homer again. Well, I'm glad you changed your name back to Homer Simpson. Yes. I learned you gotta be yourself. Good night, honey. Good night. Oh, I almost forgot. While I was at the courthouse, I had them change your name. To what? Chesty LaRue. Chesty LaRue? Just try it for two weeks. If you're not completely satisfied, you can be Busty St. Clair. I don't want to be Chesty LaRue or Busty St. Clair. Fine, Hootie McBoob it is. Good night, Homer. Keep tight, Hootie. Let go of those. (laughs) Gotta throw in some boob jokes at the end, Matt. Gotta get them in there. Sure do. I... The... Everything before the garden party, I love. Right, because it's saying something. And I, I don't know what it like. I don't know what the are in like. I don't know what the natural feeling ending of this is. Like, I don't have a prescribed think that I think is the best ending or something. I just wanted to end on something that makes sense for the rest of this episode. And everything at at the garden party forward is just 
it feels like nonsense. It feels like a Jay Leno monologue about uh, environmentalism from 1999, which is not a compliment. <laughs> no, it really isn't. That's, I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to judge this. Like, what is this thing? How do I like? Everyone quotes Max Power because it's really good. Like the Max Power lines are really funny. Homer, like that that weird uh like dichotomy between Homer is like saying like him, despite the fact that he's calling himself Max Power, he still can't be cool. Like the only reason Trent still thinks he's cool is because he thinks Homer being a a, a buffoon is Homer pretending to be a buffoon and not actually being a buffoon. Like when Homer says he gets his name, he got Max Power from a hairdryer and Trent's like, haha, that's a good joke. And that, like that interplay, like that's a Schwarzwelder line. That's what, that makes me go, oh yeah, John Schwarzwelder wrote this episode because it has that really fun interplay between Homer and what Homer is trying to perform as and then what Trent Seal's expectations are and our expectations. It has all those things intermingling and it's funny. It's hilarious. It's quotable. I, we all, everyone, we all quote Max Power. Got my name from a hairdryer. It's great. And then... It's a good start, <laughs> basically. Well, I mean, it's most of the episode. It is most. It's like two-thirds of the episode I love. And then the final third, I don't think it does anything right, frankly. I don't think anything after that garden party is good. Like it, no, that that's that's where it falls apart because that's that's not where the episode was headed. The episode was headed in one direction, and they're like, "No, this isn't enough. This isn't funny. There aren't enough jokes. There are no celebrity uh, cameos. We need to go off in this weird direction." I I don't under it. Just it it feels like it, it feels like they lost they lost the footage, the original footage, and lost the strips and lost everything. Maybe lost the audio tracks. They lost everything and they're like we need to re-record everything what do we do uh well i don't remember what happened so now there's environmentalism and celebrities and you're like what this is about homer trying to be a cool guy and what he thinks is a cool guy and like trying to embody that and also talking about television and how television shapes characters and how we shape characters as an audience of television and uh, 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 hmm. it is it's incredibly frustrating it is incredibly frustrating and I and I'm like I asked you earlier like why are my memories of this so good and yet I we remember the good things I remember the good stuff I remember Max Power I remember Max Power does not abbreviate I I remember Homer's gasp when he sees a character on TV that's cool that shares his name him forgetting Carl's name the 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 conversation with the producers. It, it's so good. It's so funny. It's so poignant. But I don't remember. I had forgotten. I think I, 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 I like obtusely was like, oh yeah, there's how I, I, I remembered that it ended with like the redwood stuff, and I had come. I was like, I had doubted myself. Be like, that can't be the same episode, right? That's not possible because that doesn't. Why would? How does it get from there to there? And now I know. <sighs> It's sad, Robbie. We know. We know. You, you, there's really no explaining it. It's just something that happened in season 10. It <laughs> Some, just it goes off some, the rails. Something happened. I mean, now that is another – like that's another episode that in a row that ends with like a, a 
phys- a wacky physical action sequence. Home to the Max, Sunday Cruddy Sunday, Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken, Viva Ned Flanders, Mayor to the Mob, Homer Simpson and Kidney Trouble. Like, all of them end with big zany action sequences, and this is one is no different. So I, it, it, it feels just like, and it's so close. <laughs> it was so close. It was almost there. It was so, it was almost there, Matt. It was so close. I thought it was going to say something. <laughs> okay. But you thought wrong. I thought wrong. My, my faith and hope was misplaced. Matt was right all along. That's right. Score one for Pessim's. Aw. <laughs> we don't rank it out of the end of the show. Uh, we do have a submission for my favorite episode. Uh, let me I'll let me lead you in with us from the person who it's from, Matt, and maybe I'll clue you in. It is from a guy named Zach Power. <laughs> I really I like his okay. and he, this is I I have his uh, submission in full because I I think I I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I discovered the podcast at some point last June or July. Therefore, my true favorite episodes have already been covered. Kate Fear is my favorite, although I do think Homer's Enemy is a more brilliantly concocted episode. And Lisa Substitute is what I recommend as a first episode to all people who have never seen The Simpsons before. With that being said, there is only one episode left which I feel compelled to nominate, and that is for a very different reason. I have a special bond with Homer to the Max solely due to the name Max Power. I am in no way insinuating that this episode is, in fact, the best. Rather, it's an important one to me. My name is Zach Power, and as you can imagine, I've had a lot of people ask ask me if I'm going to name my first firstborn Austin, which has gotten somewhat tiresome over the past few decades. I've taken responding with, no, I plan to name the child Max. Whoever made the joke inevitably says, Max Power, <laughs> that's actually a really cool name, to which I reply, thanks, I got it off a hairdryer. Uh, it may not be the right way or the wrong way, but at least it's the Zach Power way. Keep up the good work. Um, thank you, Zach. That's a very good answer. Zach, um, thank you so much. That is fantastic. And I'm glad that you, this was uh, your favorite episode because anyone else who wrote it with this being their favorite episode, we would have to question. But you have a really good reason. And also, I, I will take this chance to, to say, at some point, I am probably at our next holiday mailbag episode, I'm going to take in a bunch of submissions for old episodes that we've already done and people's favorites that they didn't get a chance to send in either they weren't listening yet or they forgot or they sent it into our old bad website that wouldn't send it to me uh got lost yet yeah, lost in the mail somewhere any uh for any any really it doesn't matter what the reason is uh whatever the reason is if i didn't read it your answer before you have a chance in i assume in that mailbag episode i think is what i'm targeting to give people a lot of lead up so, if you have an old episode, I'll take this chance right now. If you have an old episode that we've already covered, that you that you uh, is your favorite, and you haven't had it, you didn't get yours right on air for whatever reason, I will be will be having a long a long segment in that uh, holiday episode uh, to do that to read everybody's answers and why they love any particular episode. Um, so, if you have them, start sending them in. I'll be doing periodic reminders. Um, throughout the year uh, leading up to it just uh, to give people a long time a good chance to get those in hey take a breath and move on to our next segment it's time for comments on the news group okay here we are alt.nerd.obsessive comments on the news group it's where I come through the old alt.tv.simpsons news group see what people are talking about the week or two after an episode debuted see what they thought about it um People mostly didn't like this, Matt. Which is weird, because I feel like 
Okay, maybe people wouldn't really like the episode overall, but this is definitely one of the ones we quoted and yelled at each other a lot when I was in, I guess this would have been late high school. So maybe the older the older people who actually were participating in the news groups just did not like it. Maybe they realized the problems that we realized, maybe. I mean, there's a lot of complaints about the tonal shift, about the third act, about things like about they like like they like Max Power. And it's not like people like some people hated it, but a lot of people, most people were just like, eh. Like, this is fine, but it's, you know, they're just like, it's fine. It doesn't come together at the end. It's kind of a mess. And when you're, like, imagine you're in 1999, and I'm I'm certain I was, but in 1999, I was, at this point, I was 14. I know I did not have the wherewithal to recognize the quality of television like <laughs> I do now. I thought, I'm pretty sure I just went, watched The Simpsons, and went, oh, I like this. That has quotes. That's funny. Um. But imagine you're our age then, and you're watching it week to week to week. And you've and let's say you've been watching it from the beginning. Like most of the people on the news group, I, I would say, are probably fairly hardcore fans. And they probably watch every single episode. They're the people who tape every episode, um, watch it religiously, watch it over and over and over again. Imagine you're watching them, and you're, you get to season 10, and you're like, oh, you watch that run of episodes that I just listed off, where... It feels like they've settled into some kind of like into some kind of formula, and it's a formula that I don't really like. And you start noticing things repeating, in which and The Simpsons has always been a show that hasn't done that. It it resists formula in all ways. Like if you get it, like as kind of the best thing about the best years of The Simpsons is like even if you don't love any particular episode, the next one is going to be different in a lot of ways. You don't know what you don't in what way you don't like necessarily know it's going to be like a lease episode or a Homer episode or it's going to be like a wacky one or a very heartfelt one. You don't know, but you know, whatever it is, it it's it's going to be wildly different. I think people are just starting to recognize that this isn't doing that. Yeah, unfortunately, which is I, I guess the news groups deserve more credit than I at least have been giving them. <laughs> I mean, they figured this out. I, I, I don't know. We'll see as we go. You know, it's going to be hard to say. And at a certain point, we're going to have, like, at a certain point, the news groups are going to basically kind of, most of the people in them are going to vanish. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to leave the news groups. And I don't know what we'll do then when there's less and less stuff there. Uh, we'll probably jump to it. I don't, I don't know. I'll take suggestions or something. We'll see. Uh, we're not there yet. Um, also, uh, with Homer having a television character share his name, uh, someone posted in the news groups about people in real the real world who shared the Simpsons uh, names. Um, here's a post. Turnabout is fair play. Homer has the misfortune of sharing name with a, a dumb TV character. Here in the real world, there are people who can sympathize with his plight since they are named Marge, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, and yes, Homer Simpson. TV Guide did a story featuring some of these people in 1991, shortly after the series moved to Thursday. Uh, this universe's Homer is a 70-something guy, or he was in 1991, who fielded a lot of prank calls asking for the other Homer. Incidentally, he said the number <laughs> of calls dropped after Fox moved the show to Thursday, suggesting the ratings may have taken a hit which they certainly did. Also, about this time, a man named Bart Simpson ran for office in Texas. His opponent accused him of capitalizing on his newly famous name, which was probably a well-founded charge. No matter, as it turned out, Bart Simpson couldn't win an election in this universe either. Some real-life people named after... How many Homer Simpsons do you think there have been in, like, since the show has started? 
That mm. do you I think have be, no idea? I think there's a I think there's some. I think some people name their kid Homer. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know if that's a smart decision, but I'm sure people did it. I mean, they people have named their kids yeah. ESPN, so that's <laughs> Homer Simpson. Would pr- you're probably getting off pretty lately if you're named Homer Simpson. Um, that's about it. We move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what guest star did you want more of? Did you want a bigger part in more episodes? Whatever. Uh, tons of great answers from Mike. I think Spinal Tap's role in the auto show is great. I don't know how much more they would have wanted of them considering their pitch it for improvisation. But my love for Spinal Tap just wants to see more of them at all times. So that's my default answer. Uh, from Aaron, easily Rodney Dangerfield. Might be cheating because he's a comedian, but he fits so well into the show. He's dynamic with everybody worked, and I wish they would have could have brought him back for another episode before his passing. From JD, Albert Brooks, need a more Hank Scorpio. Not surprisingly, lots of answers for Hank Scorpio, because, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Albert Brooks, has he, he did come back. He was in the movie. He just wasn't Hank Scorpio. You know, I, I think... I think that's more to say about Albert Brooks than it is about The Simpsons. I think Albert Brooks just doesn't want to do the same thing. You know, he wants to change it up. He wants to do different things all the time. Um, you Like, looking at his career, you can clearly see that. Uh, from Ashley, sadly, Phil Hartman, Troy McClure, and Lana Hutz were great characters. Yeah, also, clearly. Yeah, I loved, I wish Phil Hartman would uh, was immortal. That'd be great. Um, Graham, his answer, in all caps, Bret Hart. Yeah, I mean... I'm not going to complain about more Bret Hart. Uh, Teresa, Donald Sutherland from Lisa, that kind of class. Anyone who bans museum patrons, their children, and their children's children for three months is okay by me. Uh, he could have, you could have had him come back too. Yeah, like that works. Um, Rob, Bill Burr keeps coming to mind, even if it was from a more recent episode. Uh, would have liked more wrestlers than just Bret Hart as well. Again, easy answer for me. More wrestlers. From AJ, can we get Mark Hamill back just to play an original character? The man is such an amazing voice actor and talent. Fun as he was playing a character of himself, there is so much more he's capable of, and I'd love to see what goofball weirdo they could pull that from that. Not saying a Joker-level monster, but something as quirky and unique as that would be fun. Yeah. He's so... Mark Hamill's, like, top-tier voice actor, so I don't... The only problem is, I think, I don't know, they start to have to actually pay him, like, uh... And he's getting Jedi money. As much as they pay the regular actors, I feel like they're paying them plenty. Well, he's getting Jedi money now, so I don't know if he's going to... I don't know how all that (laughs) works. Uh, From Zach, Zach Kowalski. The Ramones would have loved another song or a gag with them. Uh, That's not... Unfortunately, not happening anymore. Uh, Tom at Egg Kitten. Larry Burns would have been an interesting personality. Bridge Homer with Mr. Burns. Uh, Donnie at the Dassault. Sideshow Luke Perry. Hey, he's in... uh, Is it uh, Riverdale? He's still Luke Perry's still around. Yeah, that's true. He's uh he's Archie's dad. Yeah, he's he's still around. He could still I mean voice work he could he could always be Sideshow Luke Perry. Uh Lauren at El Columbia eighty eight. The obvious choice is Hank Scorpio. I'd love to have a few more runs run ins with him, but that's why Albert Brooks is remembered so fondly for that role. He did it once and left us forever clamoring for more. Uh James at James the Greek twenty two. Herbert Powell for sure. What happened after he saw him last? Is he rich again? Why doesn't he ever visit his brother? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's He's batting 500 with Homer right now. One, the first time got him poor. The second time got him rich. The third time, maybe he would get him poor again. So he's probably playing it safe, just staying away. Uh, from Jonathan at uh, 372 to 1, 
three, no, 37 to 0 to 1. I just realized what a crime it is that Jeff Goldblum has only been in one episode as MacArthur Parker. I understand the character not returning after Troy McClure's retirement, but by God, Goldblum is voice acting gold. Yeah, that'd be again, another... Well, once again, a wonderful choice, but way too expensive. Eh, you know, if you get him one more time, I think it'd be fine. Uh, Denise and Carmat, Simpsonology. Uh, Hank Scorpio, Love Our Rooks. Yeah, everyone... It's kind of hard not to pick out Hank Scorpio. Eh. Uh, Brian at Brian J. Feld. Field, excuse me. Everyone is stupid but me. Clearly, everyone, everything is better with more uh, Mark Hamill. It would have been great to have him show up all the time like a Jedi Stan Lee. Uh, and finally, from the professor, yes, I would, Kent. Definitely, Joe Namath should come up and attempt to finish his message to Bart, but be taken away before he can deliver it once again. Remember what I told you. Vapor lock. That's what it is. <laughs> Matt, what's your answer? Well, I mean... I don't really consider Phil Hartman to be a guest star. Uh, he, w- he was more like a, a minor cast member. Uh, so obviously, if that weren't the case, that would 100% be the, that. Um, and I kind of have to discount Albert Brooks. So I- I'm going to say Mark Hamill. I mean, he does a lot of voice acting work. And while it would be expensive, I mean, he still does voices for DC every once in a while when they need a Joker sometimes. So it's a possibility. And I would really like to see it. Not even as himself, just as somebody. He's a great voice actor. I think he would add something. Yeah, it, like and like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna not just pick the easy answer of uh, Albert Brooks, even though I, I would like. Frankly, here's here is actually my answer. I want Albert Brooks back as another new character. Ooh, I want. Yeah. I, I like. Yes, Hank Scorpio is great, but unless when Hank Scorpio, like, I would save Hank Scorpio for if they do another movie. Like, have Albert Brooks just play the villain in every Simpsons movie. Is <laughs> Just bring back Hank Scorpio. I think everyone would totally be fine with that. But if he comes back for the show, I would say a new character. You know, bring Albert Brooks back because he's always brilliant. But give him another, I don't know, another weirdo. Like, he's and let him just do his thing because every time it's good. Yep, that is accurate. Um, next week's question. What episode had the greatest potential that it did not reach? Let's like per se this episode, perhaps mm-hmm. you could potentially say this this one. But what it, whatever yours is, uh, I'll post this question all over social media: facebook.com slash the Simpsons Show Pod, Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod, and again you can email us at Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. Uh, your answer. Uh, thank you to everyone who participates. Really do appreciate everyone who takes the time. We can move on, Matt, to our next segment. It is time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am the smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenges for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. I am four points behind Matt so far this season. Still not sure what we're going to be doing. Um, we'll figure it out. Probably it's going to involve lawnmowers. I'm pretty committed to that. <laughs> Robbie's gonna come down in the middle of summer to mow my lawn. No, I mean, I, I mean, we're, or we'll get drunk together with vodka with wheatgrass in it. No, that too. That's that, I'm not. That sounds I'm not mowing your lawn. Horrible. Again. I'm not mowing your lawn again, Matt. That's just not happening, right? Fine. All right. Uh, I got an easy question, Matt. You ready? Ready. These are all from Radioactive Man. Okay. Season seven. Your easy question: Who plays Radioactive Man in the Radioactive Man movie? That would be Rainier Wolfcastle. The goggles say do nothing. You're correct. What is your what is my what's my what's my easy question? Your easy question. In the first Treehouse of Horror, the Raven sketch, who played Lenore? Which family member? That'd be Marge Simpson. You are correct, sir. With her 
Her locks. Indeed. I can't quote the Raven. Oh, I definitely cannot. Except for Nevermore. <laughs> oh, right. Your meme question, Matt. How many issues of Radioactive Man have there been by the time they're filming the movie? I'm going to go with 872. 814. Oh, man. Uh, including the episode, the issue where him and Fallout Boy die on every single page. <laughs> I would buy that comic book. I oh would, yeah, definitely. I like if they like if there was a Batman comic where Batman and Robin like the every. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what Dark Knight's Metal was anyway. So I guess that I didn't buy it. <sighs> so I've already betrayed myself. What's my medium question, Matthew? Your medium question, which apparently I need to make harder because apparently you're making the other medium hey, ones really I, hard. I followed. I followed. I am. I was internally consistent with my rules for you. Mm-hmm. I've I've I've, right. I've In- set rules for you. And I, as long as I'm internally consistent with them, I'm okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. All right. In Bart the Lover, whose picture does Bart use and what name or what president is it named after? After. <laughs> Could you say that one more time? Uh, in Bart the Lover, when Bart is concocting his fake lover. Right. Uh, what name does he use and whose picture does he use? Uh, he uses Gordy Howe's picture mm-hmm. uh, and he uses... Um, the name of it is Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson. Oh, definitely got to make him harder. Apparently that's where we're going now. You, I mean, Matt, as long as you are, this is an honor system, all right? I've, I've gotten a lot of people who try and are, who have given us suggestions about how we formulate questions. This is the honor system. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe right, here, right. this is your hard question. I don't know. Like, we'll see if you, you, you get this right and we'll, we'll see if you consider this hard or not. What is the name of the little rascal short where Mo kills Alfalfa. Ooh. For stealing stealing his gimmick. Stealing I have no gimmick. idea. Our gang is all that's coming to uh coming to mind. Okay. I, I'm not gonna say it's necessarily the, I guess I I'm they he shows a poster. Mo shows a poster with a name on it. Okay. Right, yeah. I, but yeah, nothing. I got nothing. Okay. It is laugh and a half is the name that of the, on the poster. Alright. It's hard, is it not? That that is hard, yes. So are random numbers, but you know, <laughs> they say it out loud, Matt. The they man, do. That's true. The man who used to listen to episodes on long car drives. That was back in the day before podcasts were a big thing. <laughs> I know, so, you know I, not so much I know, anymore. but that's what I mean. Like, if it's ever been said, it seems like you know it. Your your big brain is somewhat overwhelming, Matt. <sighs> What's my hard question? Sure, sure. Your hard question, if I can mm-hmm. get my tab, though, to okay. switch back real quick. Name Stacey Lavelle's ex-husbands. Oh, God. Um, um, Joe? I know she has a Joe in there, like G.I. Joe. Uh, and, hmm, uh, there's someone with a kung fu grip that might have been Joe. I don't remember. They, it's a lot of jokes about, what's, uh, was it Steve Austin, the uh, bionic man? Maybe, I don't remember Matt. That's all I got. I can't remember that. There's a, the, that Lisa versus Malibu Stacy is a long distant memory to me. It is. All right. Are you ready for them? Sure. Ken, Johnny, GI Joe, Doctor Colossus, and Steve Austin. Okay, I got Steve Austin. And I feel a little okay with that. Of course, Ken. Yeah, Why one of the I, weird ones. So. I can't imagine Ken. Try. Ken and Johnny. What is Johnny from? Is that like just a general Johnny Quest or I don't something? remember Johnny, but Ken is obviously the Barbie doll Ken. Yeah, and GI Joe, Doctor Colossus. Right, that's a big. That's like a fake villain name, and then Steve Austin got it. But Johnny, 
Who's Johnny? Eh, we'll never know. I got nothing. <laughs> she just names. Him. We did. Yeah, she had a lot of husbands. Uh, that brings me two points closer uh, to catching up to Matt. Now I'm only two points behind. Things are all going according to plan. Excellent. Matt's just silent. Going down. Going down. My <laughs> um, that's not good. Now I got. Now I got Matt making an effort. That's the last thing I want. Exactly. You ruined it. Uh, I don't want that at all. I, I guess I need to like do one one point victories or something. That's the only way. Uh, but with that, we can uh, move on to our final segment. The segment we had every single episode with is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically, so we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. I know I say this a lot, Matt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I haven't said that much recently because I'm pretty confident about where most of the season 10 episodes have gone. But f- this <laughs> one, I really don't know what to do with it. What do I do with this thing? It's two-thirds of a great episode and one-third of a clunker. <laughs> well, I mean, we have to judge it based on how it all hangs together. And quite frankly, how it all hangs together is poorly. <laughs> uh, because I think it's actually worse than if it had been all terrible. Uh, I mean, it's obviously not, you know, when you just upon a star. I don't think that. I I think, like, I, I'm, I would say, yeah. As a as a cohesive whole, it fails. It but there's a lot of episodes that do that 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 aren't that are messy at times. And I think it's I'm not saying you put it above like perfectly solid, consistent episodes, but uh, it's more like in that quagmire of kind of the flawed episodes. Where does it go in there? Because the max power stuff, I will say again, is great. It is not just good. It is. It is brilliant. If if they had, but it fails. If they had landed that, if like they had, if they had the, landed the dismount, so to speak, it would be a great episode. It'd be like a top fifty, I think. But it does not do that. Okay, um, let me look at. We're, we're back to that. I, I'm looking right at you know that trio that we've mentioned before of old money, blood feud, and home alone in that are in the one fifties. And then we have Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken, a, a, a very recent season 10 episode. Is it better than Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken? Oh, that's that's tough. I mean, like you said, the first two thirds of this are really good. I mean, they have not a lot of character development, but enough that it's not just playing out wackiness. And that metatextual commentary is always interesting. I think Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken holds together a little better. And... I think it's just ever so slightly better. I'm honestly, I have no idea. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, because the highs of this episode are better than Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken. Like, I think Wild Bart, the lows are much, much lower. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I think generally, yeah, the lows of this are lower than Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken, but not by a lot. Wild Bart's Can't Be Broken is still like a very like it is actually like the a higher episode in season in the season ten area. Um, it it married to the married to the mob are right next to each other. Trouble with trillions is right below that, and then Lady Bouvier's lover and Mister Lisa goes to Washington, and that's that's from one fifty six to one sixty. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> I don't think we should agonize over it quite this much. This is very important, Matt. All of this very important. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Supremely. Okay. So I don't, we're setting precedents with all this, and like that's more is what I'm thinking. Like, because this episode is not going to be alone in which we go. Oh, like I'm only. I I feel like the ending only feels so bad is because of how good those first two thirds are. You know, if it was right. all, like, and you said that yourself, like it wouldn't feel so bad if the whole episode was kind of that that level but if it was all that level it'd be way further down on the list um i kind of i don't know like i feel like it it i feel like it deserves to be higher i feel like it deserves to be higher than than that i I don't know like i'm looking at least the skeptic i would like for it to be but least the skeptic least the skeptic is 138 okay just hear me out Okay. Lisa, Lisa the skeptic is 138. Lisa the skeptic also is, uh, you know, like I feel like we are both super. We are both love Lisa, and because it's a Lisa episode, it, it you know gets extra points from us. But I, that episode is similarly messy and similarly like completely misses the dismount how it treats Lisa in March and like dumbbell and debt. Like I don't like fear of flying. Like there's a lot of these. There's some Marge episodes in here that I feel like end poorly. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe uh, uh, like I think it's better than the Simpsons spinoff showcase. Oh, you're definitely right about that. I see. That's what I keep coming back to. I'm looking at episodes. I like. I think it's better mm-hmm. than the spinoff showcase. Like, okay, I don't think it's better than Burns Verkoff and Fuck. and it's not better than One Fish, Two Fish, Blowfish, Bluefish. But I could see it being better than Bar Gets Hit by a Car. I mean, that's that's a very early thing. It's a season two episode, but I don't think I can go higher than that. Okay, that's fine. One fifty one. It it's it's extremely. This is, episode puts us in a very extremely weird place because, like I said, like if it nails it, it does really well. But it just fails, and it feels spectacularly like it. It just completely goes off the rails. It like suffers from like the worst of what everyone criticizes about post Golden Year Simpsons. Like. The zombie Simpsons, they criticize how seemingly plots just people, they just like disappear and then we are at something else and they can't co- be cohesive even. And like, it's really frustrating, especially when the first two thirds of the episode is really funny and really quotable and great. And then the final, the back third is a different show. It felt that's the other, it feels like <laughs> when you dish upon a star, like that's the thing. It feels like that back third is when you dish upon a star level of celebrity showing up for some reason and the episode okay talked about enough number 151 on our list is homer to the max you mustn't touch uh so number one on our list is still homer's enemy last on our list is still when you dish upon a star at 203 our next episode matt is i'm with cupid Ooh, i do remember this one being pretty good we'll see if that holds up i don't remember anything about it really I don't. I can't remember a thing. It is a Valentine's Day episode. I remember that, and Ellen John's in it. That's what I got. We'll see what we how we feel about it. Um, we, I can't. I know what you're really looking forward to, Matt. I know you love it. It's talking about a poo, some right? Uh, can we just put it out of our brains the recency of a poo and just <laughs> pretend like this all ha- shouldn't ha- hadn't happened? Yeah, I mean, we're mostly. I don't. We're not gonna. 
I think we're just going to go, yep, yep, and then move on, because we have to. We can't talk about it for hours. unless you, If you want to listen to us talk about a poo for hours, there's multiple episodes in our Patreon, uh, both uh, about uh, the, the, the problem with the poo, the documentary, and the most recent uh, episode that ignited all that controversy, where uh, I yell for a bit. I, I, I get a little, little worked up there, didn't I, Matt? Me? Just a little bit, not a lot. Me worked up? Angry about the Simpsons? About feelings? Uh yeah. Uh, that'll do it for us this week. This uh, week, let's. You can find this stuff on our website, SimpsonsShow.com. Find links to everything there: Facebook, Twitter, RSS feed, Patreon. Uh, this list, everything is there. Uh, before we go, you can check out my stuff. I'm on uh, Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, you can please check out my other podcast, Hands Boys Comics Hour. It's about comic books and the serial fanaticist. It's about lots of nerdy things I like talking about. I just did a spoiler cast about Avengers Infinity War. And then next week, not sure, honestly, what our ne- the next episode is, but that was the last one. Um, Matt does not participate in social media. Unless a certain level of Patreon backer, you will not find him. Uh, that is true. Uh, I have decided to move to Antarctica because, quite frankly, it is hot as hell here, and I'm tired of it. And for at least the next couple of years, Antarctica will be colder. So, you know, just send your packets by way of the uh, Amazon Scott Research Station. I mean, I'm fairly certain that no matter where, like, no, whatever happens to our climate, Antarctica is still going to be colder than Florida. That's true. At least in the summertime, it'll be nice. It's nice here. That's true. Uh, summer is quite nice in northern Canada. I just have to be rich enough to get a uh, summer home in northern Canada and a winter I'm, home I'm not, still north of Florida. I, I'm not in northern Canada, man. Don't get – there's not – that doesn't – I am sorry, not. Sorry, I am Middle Canada. Edmonton is the northernmost major city in Canada. I am still relatively southern. Like, there are towns very far north, but it gets very cold. And I'm, it's cold enough here. That'll do it. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching The Simpsons. Shh.